2: UK Tech Weekly podcast.
3: If episode 100 was our ultimate pod, then my word, this will be its Orwellian counterpart as we take inspiration from that most disturbing of George's novels to consign the worst tech ever to Room 101. In the second part of our Centurion series, I am joined by Scott Carey, David Price, and Tamlin McGee to engage in 40 minutes of newspeak, sending, as we will, our most hated tech into the dystopian dustbin. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. And this is the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, episode 101. Let's tear tech a new one. All right, so we've picked two things each that we hate about tech. Just two. Did you find that easy I hate all (laughs) tech. I mean, yeah, we do hate all tech, but we have to love it. Two things we like about tech. (laughs) That'll be harder, probably. (laughs) Um, uh, So let's start off with Scott Carey. What is the first thing you would like to consign to the digital dustbin?
2: The Apple Watch. Oh, come on, Scott. <laughs> you contentious. coming.
3: So, why don't you tell us why, and then Mr. Price can uh, rebu- just re- gonna defend- rebuttal you. <laughs> uh,
4: it's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it's just, I hate them so much. Like, it just, you don't need another screen in your life on your watch. Like, we're addicted to screens anyway, and just to get notifications all the time on your watch... And having no way to get away from it just infuriates me. The amount of times when you're just in the pub or just talking to someone and they just glance down their watch like you did a minute ago when there was a wicket in the cricket. It's <laughs> just, it's too much. It's complete overkill. And they look ridiculous. Like they are so horrible to look at. Not even just the Apple one, but all of them. Fitbit there. Yeah, nice. What watch have you nice. got, Scott? Huh? What watch have you got? I have just a scogan
2: so you do have a watch yes i have a watch
5: that's yeah. what apple did though isn't it so they went to a market that was already
2: overly wanky and pretentious and made it even worse
5: yes with screens
2: yeah <laughs> what i would argue there's a number there's a number of things there uh, but what i would argue is you actually look at screens less with an apple watch because <laughs> you look at bigger screens
3: less <laughs> well
2: <laughs> i suppose so but it's like it's not really like a screen is it it's just like a little notification it's like getting a pager instead mm-hmm. of a phone because you i mean you know when that wicket fell, I'm such an obsessive, I would have got a notification on my phone and I would have taken out my phone and looked at the score. And I used to go to uh, barbecues and stand there all day with my uh, phone out following the cricket score and people hated me, obviously, because that's a terrible thing to do. But now I just get the update every now and then on Maybe my watch. You just subtly look down at your wrist. Well, and and it goes ding, went. and I look and I go, hey, KL Raul is out. And, that's, and everyone that's at the also barbecue annoying. thinks you want to
3: leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> keep checking the time.
2: Is I mean, it... it's not great, obviously, and we are in a digitally enslaved uh, world. But I think it's actually, if anything, slightly freed compared to phones and tablets and laptops.
3: So, Scott, you object to the notification side of wherever um do you object to the the health tracking side of it
4: i object to the notification addiction they create and how fucking nerdy they look but um (laughs) can't you just like do health like tracking on your device so i track steps and stuff on my device
3: yeah it depends i mean I'm, i'm playing devil's advocate here but the apple watch will like uh constantly monitor your heart rate Yeah, and also when you go on a run, it will just automatically track what you've done. A phone can't necessarily do that.
4: My argument would just be: just get a um, fitness tracker rather than a stupid watch. So you want to get another screen?
3: So you think like a normal and just wear
4: it when you are exercising? Yeah.
3: So you're okay with like GPS watches, like Garmin's and stuff, that will track your run?
4: Don't wear it all the time. Just like, just you don't need it. It needs to go in the bin. Like, it's completely unnecessary, another piece of tech.
3: You are allowed to put it in the bins. Uh, Tamlin, have you ever worn a smart watch?
5: Uh, no. <laughs> would, would you? I, Do you hate them as much as Scott? Well, you know what? I don't... Uh actively hate them i just never would personally get one i understand their sort of functionality especially with with fitness it kind of makes sense to me um i do think they look pretty ugly though even the sleekest ones that cost a bunch and aren't you know the apple watch or whatever but actually from watchmakers i think they're still sort of overly clunky because they need so much space for all this stuff um it's just a one chunky
2: boy on your wrist isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> the the odd thing is is that i've never actually liked watches as a thing i've all, all, i've always like found like, I mean, generally, that like, could be it, because um, I didn't have any sort of aesthetic baggage. I think watches generally are like classic con- uh, conspicuous consumption of wealth, aren't they? They're like, you know, these big fucking gold... Thing. Yeah, for some, but some, I know, some um, people just are... want to look at the time. Yeah, but they very... Re- I mean, Scott's I, I used isn't to... like, you know, doesn't look like yeah, Daddy, does he? I so. used to wear a Casio digital watch, um, yeah. which cost £7 from Argos. Classic watch. Because I just wanted to... I mean, they are, but I just wanted to look at the time. But I think so many watches are just they're like the sort of thing that wankers wear. Yeah. Are we allowed to say wankers? I don't know. That's twice. I don't know.
3: So by that um, logic, do you think David is a wanker, Scott?
4: What if it's wanky to wear I don't think Casio... I, I I think Casio's are great. Um, I mean because he wears an Apple Watch. Because yeah, oh yeah, no, that's no
2: there's no secret there. <laughs> I think that's a fair comment. Question
3: but I have I uh, quickly before we move on to the next topic. Uh, David, uh, do you turn off certain notifications for your watch? Because it doesn't have the Apple Watch doesn't have to be a mirror of what the notifications you get on your phone. You can, like, sort of granularly control what goes to your watch. Or do you just let everything that you get on your phone also come to the watch?
2: Uh, I, I have less notifications to come to my watch. Okay.
3: I genuinely
4: can't think of a single notification that I would want to ping to my watch that would be so important that I, I won't look when I just next look at my phone, which um, is probably every three minutes. I have a question. <laughs>
5: do you have to charge it as it another thing you have to charge? Yeah.
2: No, no, it's magically powered by <laughs>
5: no. But I was, I was wondering Lord if it was if if it was batteries or something else. In any case, it's just another. Thing. Okay. Yeah. It's just another thing to worry about, isn't it? Like, Are you now going to put me in the tomb? Yes. Well, you're already there, David.
2: Yes, it is. It is another thing to worry about. You have to charge it every night, right? This was a big thing. Well, the Apple Watch Series Two. What I loved so much about it was it was a two-day battery life. But that's still appalling compared to the classic Casio that I used to wear, which you never had to charge. So you
5: put your phone on charge and your watch on charge. Yeah. Well, yeah, what, it, what it's smart hats. <laughs> I mean, it is, I, I completely agree. Well, no, genuinely, it genuinely, it's a problem it, it genuinely next will be glasses. It will
4: be smart glasses. It will be Google glasses Glass. Yeah, you will. you can't in. see. <laughs> otherwise you
2: can't see, like, the Terminator. You can probably just see... Mm. So, Scott <laughs> well, a- unless you're me, I mean, I I do actually need glasses. So if they were my glasses and they were smart glasses, I would need. I could move to a paper C model whereby they only activate once you
5: have charged them and what like there's, the there's been a micro transaction to- <laughs> through PayPal. <or laughs> I take them to the, the off licence. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put fifty on my glasses. That's <laughs> 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 nah, real late capitalism. <laughs> give it, give it a year or two. It's going to happen. Yeah.
3: So Scott, you're allowed to bin it. Uh, Tamlin, would you bin it?
5: No. I'm just so ambivalent to it. I just <laughs> never even consider them. It's totally <laughs> indifferent.
2: Well, I, worst, I am. I'm it?
3: wearing a Fitbit, so I can't. But uh, Scott, you have uh, been Apple Watches. Can I make one final oh, sorry, uh, defense yeah, of it? I mean, yeah, time constraints. My Apple Watch
2: go. has made me fitter because unlike uh, a Fitbit, whatever, that you put on when you do a workout and I just wouldn't do a workout, oh, this you... is constantly so making you so do David extra David is steps.
3: addicted to closing his rings, <laughs> which is, on the Apple Watch, they design three circles, basically, which you can used to measure what three uh, things
2: uh, it's the amount you stand up the amount that you do strenuous exercise and the amount that you do any exercise so
3: like active yeah and if you close all three you get like a streak and then it rewards you with nice. little
5: badges you know yeah, so you like- that would introduce so much more anxiety to my life as someone who like constantly obsesses about mm. all these things anyway uh, having like a quota to fill every day and extra things to worry about. I agree with that. as, well as remembering yeah. to charge it would like really stress me out.
2: <laughs> but it's I count it as a good an- anxiety because it makes, the... it, it makes me do good things. And it's three hundred quid. Didn't
4: the steps thing just get like basically debunked as well?
3: Uh, yeah, all systems are sort of rough approximations of our steps. If David was to wear like this Fitbit. All day as well. They would have two, yeah. di- two different numbers. And didn't
4: also like some health organisation come out and say that 10,000 steps is just completely pointless?
3: Yeah, it's like, it's like one of your five a day that was made up. Yeah. Um, By the Vegetable so Council of Great Britain. Uh, I made yeah. that up as well. Okay, it. Cool. <laughs> it was something
2: like that. You know. I think that's not <clears throat> far off. Yeah.
3: Anyway, we must move on to Tamlin McGee's first topic of a certain uh, tech entrepreneur who you would like to flush
5: Guess think, <laughs> yeah, not only would I like to flush Elon Musk, I'd like to put him in a car and send him to Mars in it. One of his own cars. One of his own cars, preferably um, just as far away from the planet as possible. I, please, I think.
3: please tell us why.
5: I mean, there, there are so many reasons that my mind's almost going blank. So maybe just the most recent one. Is the main reason because he <laughs> stole your girlfriend to be. crimes <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Um, <laughs> I guess the most recent one was his Joe Rogan uh, podcast appearance where he, like, smoked weed on it and just demonstrated the ability of the wealthy white American male to get away with smoking weed uh, without repercussion, whereas one of his employees was punished for failing a a drug test at at, at Tesla, Mm. um, which is just the most recent issue I have with him. That's
2: astonishing. I hadn't heard that second part.
5: Yep. That's
2: terrible.
4: He is genuinely, I think, in the midst of... Quite a serious breakdown at this
5: point. Well, he's like, not doing himself any favors, is he? He's just lost it. He's just lost the plot.
3: I also yeah. started listening to that podcast, and I just got bored. I couldn't imagine you, anything worse. Have you listened to it? No. I mean, I don't. I, mean, I don't Jack. really know who Joe Rogan is. I got like halfway through, and he's like it's some so boring.
2: Muscle bound. He's a jock, DMT man. Isn't he's right. a jock comedian, which is okay. a, a bad combination of all the
4: people. As well, I saw a tweet from Jack being like just uh don't well look beyond the headlines and listen to the whole podcast it's so visionary and it's like oh you're you're just not you're like, part uh, of this whole annoying group of tech bros that just don't need to go bros. in the bin
3: yeah yeah they just start talking about basically rogan just asks him oh, i don't understand how you have so much you do all this stuff where do you where do you find the time and it ambient. oddly in fairness to elon musk he's kind of like just trying to find different ways not to say I employ thousands of people. <laughs> I'm very, very rich. Incredibly rich. Which yeah, tends to help. that's not to defend him. He doesn't come across well at all. Um, uh,
5: I think just just something that really winds me up about him is like, aside from his sort of like narcissistic fits of rage at the mildest criticism and comparing genuine heroes to pedophiles for helping in yeah, he did <laughs> national do that. emergencies. Um, just the completely infantile way he conducts himself on Twitter and with his new business ventures as well like, it's like a it's like a privileged teenager has been given twenty million dollars to play around with and just no one's saying this is a bad idea and he keeps gets to keep replicating it you
3: know? yeah he um well, didn't uh, there's so many things at the moment that um sites are profiting off just like you know, doing weekly roundups of what he's done because there 's so much stuff to do yeah which i've this podcast kind of does end up doing yeah but yeah he like um fired someone like a, a manager on one of his factory floors the other day because he was walking around and he kind of walks musk himself like walked in the way of, and a, a safety precaution that the factory line of Tesla's shuts down yeah. and he was like why is this shut down And they're like well it's a safety measure because you're walking in the way of it and he like fired the guy because it had stopped <laughs> He doesn't like safety
5: measures. He's been union busting and stopping um, workers been getting mangled in his machines. It's so weird. <laughs> getting any compensation. Oh, so. God. Why, why is it
3: that he's sort of risen to this level of wacky and, and, and world-renowned? Because, I mean, he's been around for a while. Before he got his hair transplant, you can see him, um, pictures of him and Peter Thiel because they, they founded PayPal, right?
5: I think there is something really literary and interesting about it, just from a narrative point of view, because he's positioned himself as this sort of amazing inventor who's going to come along and save the world from all these issues and get rid of cars with fossil fuels and so on and so on and he's just repeatedly being terrible
4: yeah like i think the way i've always thought of musk well definitely late stage musk is he's basically he's basically (laughs) as close as we period musk he's, (laughs) he's as close as we've got um to like a bond villain in the way that he's this kind of visionary. That's not a good thing though, is it? No, no, the, like, it's definitely not a good thing. But, but that's th- why he, he thinks gets depressed. He's the Thomas threats. Edison,
2: but he's actually, well, Hank Scorpio or whatever. Basically, <laughs> yeah.
4: He's awful. That's why he gets depressed because he's a very good self promotionalist. He's got loads of money, so he can just, like, basically go on any platform he likes. Um, and he just, like, he's got this weird band of merry men that kind of follow him around on Twitter yeah. and, like, back him yeah. whenever he says anything
2: you remember when he did the apology to um to the unsworth is called the british diver that he called a pedo mm. <laughs> and he did that and he did that <laughs> appau- it's just... awful and he did that appalling uh, non-apology where yeah. he sort of pre- uh, prefaced it with a whole load of stuff all our lives provoked and and he is suspicious and he did all this stuff but i'm going to be the bigger man and say sorry and then all of the idiots just piled in there all like oh this is you're the bigger man and he is a pedo by the way and, uh, and and just making it so much worse because this is what shields him from consequences and having to learn because he's got this group around him
5: and he's also constantly dog whistling to the alt right as well on Twitter. You can you can see it in his mentions. He never says anything to sort of dissuade people from, you know, with like white nationalist Twitter accounts replying and replying with Hitler memes or whatever. And it's like, come on, surely that should be <coughs> damaging to your brand, not. <laughs> well, he's more. pals with um, Peter Thiel and Jack, isn't he? So there, there's a there's a thread there. The trifecta of shit. Yeah.
4: <laughs> white libertarians.
5: <laughs> that
3: does actually lead us on to our next topic. Unless you'd like to. Uh, rag on him anymore well,
4: he could do, we could just be here all day he really could right. what
3: do you think he's going to do next that's my question not necessarily of his business ventures but I mean he's he's already done quite a lot of deplorable things
4: well he came out and said that he wants to do more like brain AI um, like interfaces and this is a guy that actually was quite good at kind of like bringing to attention the negative side of AI and that there should be like an ethical framework in place and then he went on Joe Rogan the other week and someone said and Joe Rogan was like why are you now talking about building your own AI interface? And he was like, "Well, I've spent so long trying to fight it. Now I might as well join them."
2: Yeah. Says, what
5: are you doing? But he's probably going to buy a child from some impoverished group. And in that same in that same
3: podcast, in that same podcast where they're talking about that, he puts to Rogan that. Um, he wouldn't like count out the, the, the possibility that our world is a, a simulation. Mm. And he goes down that route as well. Yeah, the, the well, worst of possible he does. kind. Cause it, he just had a bong hit, hit, so <laughs> Of
2: course he did. I think he's going to run for president.
3: Ugh.
2: I think he's actually more likely than Zuckerberg. Yeah. Because he has <sighs> even more of a messiah complex and is even more of a terrible person. Yeah, Zuckerberg there's a lot of trash similarities there. Oh, that would be the ticket, wouldn't it? Zuckerberg but neither Musk. of them would want to be vice president. Yeah. No. I thought, you know, head to head, even. Oh, beautiful. If they could somehow both
5: lose, I could see Musk being uh, being on the Republican ticket quite easily. Yeah, Zuck on the Democrat side. Yeah, and the worst year of our lives. it has all got uh, worse? All transpired. Yeah.
3: Well, all all the people you've been talking about, well, well, flushed. We'll put that. We'll put that in the bin in a couple of years. (laughs) And then all will be solved. Yeah, we'll bin that presidential race. Space Uh, bin. (laughs) <laughs> space bin 2020 <laughs> I do like the image of just like just putting I him in a to bin play that game. putting amazing. him
4: in a bin putting him in a car and just sending him into space is really satisfying image
5: like yeah. a more advanced version of rolling him down a hill you know? yeah <laughs> the opposite was, it was that, the, was that was, the other alternative yeah so it was down it's a hill either one into other space. Other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely and um yeah, <laughs> into space with him so off you go my,
3: my first thing that I would bin which you've already mentioned a fair few times is I would bin Twitter would, would you though yeah. Yeah, if I could. <laughs> I mean, I can't.
2: How um, many followers have you got, Henry?
3: Not as many as I'd I don't I, no, I don't know. I actually don't know. Sorry, that's a very under under 1000. Yeah. Probably under probably under 500, but like I don't I'm a bit of a lurker. Would you put so, it in the bin
4: if
2: you were verified?
3: Um <laughs> I would love
2: to be. Yeah, verified. be the, I mean, <laughs> I hate Twitter, but I would love to be verified.
3: So the problem I got with Twitter is that it's just it presents you with the opinions of people who shouldn't be emboldened. <laughs> um and also, it's kind of, it, but at the same time, it's an echo chamber. So we all use Twitter, and we think, or perhaps, are sometimes led to believe that it's the opinions of like a lot, a lot of people. And it is apparently 330 million active users, but that's good still that. that is a good number. But it's not completely representative of the of everyone. And the fact that we're only viewing things and accounts from probably things that we're politically in agreement with.
2: Yeah, so you only ever see a, a specific little bubble of that three hundred. Yeah, and then we see something we disagree
3: represent. with, which most people disagree with, because I think we're normal people. Yeah. But it's like a it's like a shaft of light comes in from like the far right, and then everyone shoots it down, and everyone gives themselves a pat on the back and shouts the Nazi down or whatever. And but then I Trump's don't think the that's, president. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, but that goes the other way. I mean, the wor- I think one of the worst aspects of Twitter is like when. Um, Basically, people like they all right dig up like the old tweets of someone yeah. to like out of context and just completely shame them, and it happens both ways. And it's just a horrible, it's just a horrible way to live online.
3: But like, even at its core, I still find the idea of it odd. The microblogging idea, if that's what we're calling it. Just point. like. That's that's a couple of sentences that just exist forever on the internet.
5: Alternative viewpoint. I'll try and make it quick. Yeah, no, do. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, A friend of mine was talking about uh, people with attention problems and um, other people with uh, issues like that, neurodivergent people, and said that for him and uh, some other people... have experiences similar to him. It's the perfect platform because they they struggle to read through long books on theory or history. Okay. And yet some people will boil down the essence of an argument or something into tweets. And that's actually a way to involve these people in uh, the political discourse, I guess, that they otherwise wouldn't have the energy or attention span to do. Well, that's I that's, that's
3: cool. And I, I'm I'm sure there are people who end up using Twitter for constructive things like that. It's just my feeling that in the way that it exists and it's easiest for it to be used, um, it's not doing that.
4: <laughs> is it the way it amplifies certain voices? Though? Yeah,
3: like for Donald Trump, he's like completely unpoliced on this platform, where, where where there is no like common law. He doesn't have to adhere to any kind of decency. I know he's the president, so he can't really be banned. But, but was, also he they could were have like
2: been banned before he became president. Why can't yeah.
5: you ban the president anyway? Because there no because reason. there's
3: one person called Jack Dorsey (laughs) who just sort of from week to week will decide that there's this new rule because the zeitgeist which is probably again in his own little echo chamber thinks is basically what he sees on Twitter Mm -hmm. deems that oh this week we should probably ban Alex Jones but we can't ban the president that's
4: the weird thing though isn't it it is just a private company run by this one dickhead Yeah, and like we could all but we could all leave we could all just leave if we hate it so much we could all leave and not use it anymore but we're kind of addicted to it and it's always been a cliche that journalists in particular love Twitter, but like we all pretend we hate it, but we actually all use it all the time and mm-hmm. love it, apart from Tamlin.
2: I don't love it. I hate it, but, but I, use it. I'm addicted to it. Like, we're yeah, on yeah. it all, you're on it, all, slightly... we're on
3: it all day, right? Yeah, we keep, it's absolutely. It's like really have, hard not to look.
2: Yeah, I have um, Tweetbot open all the time. Yeah. The, the thing is that it's not just that it allows everybody to talk, which... Would sort of be okay, but it it actively um, rewards people for being um, outrageous and yeah, because and the kind of dopamine to hit to that
3: people that. get from things like Instagram when they're like, oh yeah, no filter or whatever, and but they've obviously just posed and they want you to go, oh, you look great or whatever. And celebrities and regular regular people are like, yeah, but they, it's all rewarded in a more positive way, right? Like, oh, yeah. you look good, so I'm going to like this. Whereas, like you say, yeah, on Twitter, somebody can say like. A really quite deplorable thing yeah but the reaction they get will be like tons of mentions and likes and retweets and so huge conversation happening around them that makes them feel really important yeah and donald em- trump emboldens, is, the, like, is the exemplar i'm sure that it, like some people who weren't quite sure of their morally abject views are now like <laughs> emboldened when they get that kind of immediate um what's the word engagement yeah yeah,
4: even when they're getting just massively dunked on by everyone, they're still getting people, numbers. Exactly,
3: the people down the pub they'll say, it, and a couple of couple of other guys are just going, "Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right." But now they can do it, and with the right like incision into a certain sort of social right sphere, and, like yeah. they they'll think thousands of people agree with them.
4: Well, look at look at that prison planet guy. I mean, he was nothing, was he before yeah. like Twitter, and now he's like got this little following and he can just do it all from his bedroom imagine my his, shock that guy imagine my shock from his uh from his little from well he doesn't leave his house does he and he's in, in, front, in front of that, of that stupid map. map
3: yeah i just think we'd all be happier if it didn't exist
4: i i would be much happier if i never knew who that person was
3: <laughs> yeah uh i would bin it you wouldn't bin it
4: i i couldn't i just couldn't it's the Why first not? thing it's the first thing what, what, what does
3: it what does it bring to your life that you would lose
4: I, I I just really I honestly really like it as a platform like I, I use it as a place to find stuff to read and what's going on in the news and what ridiculous stuff Trump's done the night before Um, and it's the first thing I open in the morning and I, I probably spend about 15 minutes there just like and then there'll be something that annoys me and then I'll close it yeah but I don't know I I actually quite like it, it there is like a hate like thing isn't there that you were hinting at David but like that's, you, just, that's that's the same with the newspaper isn't it you'd read the newspaper and everything would piss you off but you'd still read it every day it's not
2: quite the same process somehow
3: that's, that's, it's, it's like that's editorial this is just
4: yeah but you can you can kind of self-editorialize but i guess the problem you have is when people just get pushed to the top of your feed even though they're idiots and you yeah. don't follow them
3: i just i just strongly believe that people are idiots and pricks <laughs> and they shouldn't be allowed to have a platform
5: why why should we have a platform
3: we uh, no not nobody necess- should I'm not necessarily Yeah, I think no, literacy should. was I just a think
2: mistake that Twitter paper <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: I preferred oh. it when it was just um, cathedrals with things carved on it and then that's where you got all your information <laughs> <laughs> shrines to various so wait you, wait 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 are you putting
4: the printing press in the bin before that actual language
3: no you can't have another topic we will move right. on though okay i would bin twitter perhaps you guys wouldn't but what david would ban is a certain thing to do with twitter
2: yeah i mean not just twitter um all social media although these days i try and avoid all of the other ones are you binning um, all social media no no, no. No, all uh, brands on social media ah. use the
3: example that you got annoyed
2: at yeah, so you you posted something on Slack. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, it was Denny's. Yeah, there are all these American brands that I yeah. don't know about, and I think they are like a, they're like a cafe, are oh, they or a something? Well. It's a, yeah. it's a, a, it's a breakfast a chain, cafe yeah. place. Yeah. So they posted. Delicious, by the way. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh For some, well, I'm happy for them to deliver me eggs and fries yeah. or whatever they are eating in America. Probably but what I don't like is for them to be posting these hilarious, savage photos, <laughs> um, memes. I'm sorry, they call yeah. them. With like weird sort of anti-humor, which you know I like when it comes from just people who I'm friends with, but it's like it's a million-dollar corporation going on. Oh, Let here me just tell the this listener what it was. So right.
3: it just made me giggle, and again I'm a, hippo- know, well, I'm okay. a hypocrite because I posted it from Twitter. Yeah. But it, said it was a picture of like a dollop of cream and syrup on the top of some pancakes, and it had been typed above the tweet. Zoom in on the syrup, and when you zoomed in, there was a tiny bit of thing which says, "Look in the left corner." And then you go to that corner, it says, look in the top right corner. And it bounces you around all the corners. And then when you you get to the last one, it says, look in the cream. And you zoom into the cream in the picture. And it says, did this distract you from all the existential dread, lol? And it made me laugh. And you really didn't like it.
4: But they obviously just employ some millennial intern to do their social
2: media. Yeah. For but why, did, why do brands do that? Because it increases their revenue by six percent per annum. Because some social group, um, focus group has told them, and it's terrible and it drains all the fun out of it. Because like, right, there's there's lots of different kinds of humor, <laughs> right? And you've got your humor which is like Bob Monkhouse, where it's like punchline. <laughs> no, but it's like you know it, that, that's how old it is before you 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 know you get that sort of stuff. Um, but these days, humor is usually about saying outrageous things and and being edgy and and I like that. When there's something at stake but when it's a corporation and they've carefully trimmed off the edges of it and they're like oh well i'm going to put in a reference to existential dread even though it has nothing to do with what we do as a company
4: i don't know pancakes pretty good at taking the edge off
2: yeah
5: it does serve, it does serve a social purpose in that it indicates the end of every meme cycle and it's time we yes. collectively understand to move on from that <laughs> instead now so thank you brands for that but yeah. It
2: is, yeah i mean that that is
4: it's when uh, the a one, that, here, the yeah. one that really annoys me is when the two brands like get into like a an argument or a oh, fake God, argument it's so or a loving. Oh, like that is just so brazen and annoying.
3: So wait, David, are you suggesting that brands should not even be on social media? How else should they conduct themselves? Because it's pretty like airheaded for like you know M&S just to be like, now we sell this kind of bread.
2: That is that is exactly what I want from them. Yeah, that would be my perfect tweet. <laughs> I would love that. That's your entire tweet. And then again, I would go like, well, so, retweet, so Denny to just be reply. like, we
3: still sell the same stuff we sold last week.
2: We are continuing yum, to yum. sell <laughs> brown sauce, and it would just be that. I um uh, in preparation for this, I looked up some articles about the most savage comebacks by brands on social media. I think and these are worse. Appalling. I think these need to go in the bin more than what, the brands. What do you say. mean by savage comebacks? Though? Right. Let me give you Very some examples. Right. So there is, uh, and again, it's American. I have no idea what they're talking about. But there's (laughs) apparently there is a thing called hamburger helper, right? Anyone know what that is? I don't know. It's like some sort of minced beef thing that you use to like make hamburgers out of it, or something. No, yeah, it doesn't pop up and go, I see, you're making hamburgers. No. <laughs> but it, like but it's like some fast food preparation home thing. Okay. And uh, and some guy who they call a sexist dude, and he, undoubtedly he is, but humorously he tweeted, knowing how to make, mix Hamburger Helper doesn't make you wife material. Then he had a photo of some, like, badly cooked <laughs> burger or whatever that his right. wife had made. And then Hamburger <laughs> Helper uh, replied, and this makes you husband material. And it's like, well, and, and this is and the, two separate <laughs> okay, yeah, <that's> quite lame. <laughs> Two separate articles listed this in the best ever savage comebacks from social media brands. That is terrible. But here's one that's worse, right? This is how badly they trample on things. Do you know who Rob Delaney is? Yeah. The yeah. comedian. He's very funny. He's very funny. So he posted, and he was supposedly tweeting this at uh, Charmin, you know, make toilet paper. Oh, yeah. And their adverts are like bears with toilet paper. Exactly. And they're like doing poos in the wood and stuff. And he, and he tweeted at them, and he tweeted at them, my daughter was killed by a bear yesterday when she tried to offer it toilet paper, you son of a bitch. And <laughs> it was, and it was, <laughs> and he'd, and, and for the sake of the joke, he'd put at shaman at the beginning, you know. <laughs> oh, I rate that. And then, uh, and then, shaman like, obviously replied, saying, and they said, Oh, shaman bears are animated. We do not advise offering ah. real bears toilet paper. Leave the wild animal wrangling to at old spice. And
1: I'm like, oh ah. God, you
2: oh, okay. that's, lame. It. But that's lame. I do, hate you.
5: I do like on the flip side the, the fact that there are these poor sort of people who have to manage these accounts and just deal with people who are sad like me who occasionally derive pleasure from trolling them. Like the other day di- <laughs> the other the other day I saw I saw some guy, he he posted on Pepto-Bismol's Facebook wall. <laughs> My Mm -hmm. wife drank some of this product and something bad happened. (laughs) And Pepto-Bismol said, we're sorry to hear that, Rhett. Please send us a PM and tell us what went wrong. Thanks. And he said, it took away her diarrhoea. She loved having diarrhoea. (laughs) And I just love that that's a thing you can do. Yeah. (laughs) That is excellent. I do think the clickbaity.
4: these are the most savage comebacks on social media are literally the worst form of content ever to grace the internet. What about, you
3: know, like, when a kid, like, she thought the tiger bread looked more like a giraffe, so Sainsbury's changed it to giraffe bread for her. That was quite nice.
5: Was that orchestrated by Sainsbury's, though, in what do you reckon? By social it was... media, yeah. yeah was, she was. was she a plant? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I, I don't think you have to even be that cynical, because there is clearly going to be some real people spend all day going oh i didn't enjoy my experience in your shop today yeah. hopefully you'll give me some free tickets um because <laughs> i've unfollowed people because they use twitter as like a complaint staff. actually i've got a friend yeah. i got a friend who does <laughs> they
3: i got a friend who does this all the time and we always take the piss out of him I, I just it. unfollow people like Do we them. we didn't pay for to get the same like seats next to each other on the same ryan f flight. and then like he was furious because we all got on the plane and we were all in like One B, two B, (laughs) three B, four B, with like seats next to us, and he was livid. He was like tweeting Ryanair on the runway, being like, "This is an outrage!" And we were like, "Oh, Will, it's fine. It's like an hour."
2: But then, what would have been the best thing for them to reply and say? Well, for them to ignore him, shut the fuck up, Will. Or them, yeah, (laughs) and them to reply and be savage.
3: Yeah, but they don't. Most companies don't do that. They go, "Oh, sorry to see, but you have to you have to pay extra to book," which is what he knew anyway.
2: See, I think that's it's okay. just a waste of time, just isn't it? I do feel bad
5: for some of the teams who work at like places like, I don't know, any of the train companies in the UK yeah, who just absolutely. must be getting abuse all day because through no fault of their own, <coughs> the company they work for is just absolutely dire and they're just yeah, also, you know true. absorb that's all this true. crap from In us. fact,
3: that, after our break, can uh, go nicely into Tamlin's uh, second topic, but that we've gone on for far too long, so the second half will have to be zippier. Uh, a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. We're back. It's round two. Room one hundred one uh, has already got the Apple Watch, Elon Musk, Twitter, and Denny's, and all those other bastards in there. Uh, the thank them the bin. Thanks, David. Uh, no waffles for you, uh, Waffle. Tamlin. What is your second binable offence? Uh, it's Amazon. Big one.
5: Yeah. So
4: <laughs> gonna need a bigger
5: bin. <laughs> you really are. Gonna <laughs> need one of Elon Musk's crazy space bins. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs>
3: So it's Amazon as a company, not like Jeff Bezos as a person.
5: Well, he can go in he can with go the in company with it, as well. Yeah. Well, not, not, not all of the company. Cause not I any feel, of its workers. <laughs> I, I feel so bad for all of the workers who are... Do you see the other day, Amazon had patented a cage for its workers to stand in. <laughs> That would, like, move them around. There'd be a robotic thing underneath and they'd be in a cage, like, fulfilling quotas, unable to interact or go to the toilets or anything.
3: What, so, like, takes them to different parts of the warehouse they have to put their hands yeah, through yeah. the bars. And <laughs> Amazon
5: responded to this by saying, oh, we've got no plans to introduce this. And it's like, that's a really low bar that we're genuinely wondering if Amazon's going to start caging people and they said oh no we've got no plans at present Do you know what yeah I mean? we're
4: just filing for a patent in case we want so, to cage people exactly <laughs> and like
5: I, I I see I see that uh Amazon is like really useful like it's objectively a good service um but that comes at a cost and the fact that it's a one trillion dollar company which happened fairly recently I think last yeah. week or the week before Yeah, like I've seen memes that go around saying you know Amazon is a one trillion dollar company, and yet its workers are, you know, living in car parks. But I saw another one that said Amazon is a trillion dollar company because its workers are living in car parks. So the, this this obscene wealth that's accumulated into like Jeff Bezos' hands and Amazon's hands to that's kind of an accident of monopoly. Really, it could have been anyone, but it happened to be Amazon. Mm. Um, comes at the expense of
2: all these people suffering
5: terrible conditions,
2: and also. Bookshops and laterally, uh, laterally all other shops in this country, for example, that pay their taxes.
5: Yeah, like let's see, let's see how it goes, because I think we had a chat recently, Scott, um, about Amazon's uh, presence in the US. And was it one in two purchases are Amazon? Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. So what next? It's not unfeasible to think that they will. Completely dominate the consumer space. No, I no, You know, we
4: we need to feel very, very sorry for Walmart and Target at this at this point <laughs> because it's it's really
2: ripped their heart out. Um, there will only be one company eventually, won't there? It'll be like in Demolition Man, where all the restaurants consolidate as Taco Bell. There will only, reference. Will, yeah, thanks. It will I mean, only sh- be Amazon. Surely, With savage Twitter accounts. Yeah,
4: surely at some point um, they would just be broken up. They'll just be anti-competitive. They can They'll be more be powerful
2: broken. than 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 governments. Your, your faith arguably in, they're more powerful than governments now
5: your faith in regulators scott is wholesome <laughs> thanks and naive i think <laughs> <laughs> sorry um I, I think i think that time's long long past they've completely they're, they're basically a monopoly in the consumer good space aren't they
4: yeah and I, I know you were saying the other day um on this podcast about how terrifying it is that they're now in like business procurement and public procurement and that's only going to be another sort of string to their bow and they're just going to be basically everywhere and anytime you buy anything in any domain it's going to be through amazon
5: i think google and facebook rightly get a lot of flack for being evil faceless mega corporations as part of a horrible dystopian world that we live in but i think amazon doesn't get enough flack i mean it's a trillion dollar company that abuses its workers objectively uh and is integrating itself with the american police state and the cia And and the pentagon like what more could you want for a dystopian picture of Corpor- corporatocracy do you know what I mean Amazon are at the front
2: of the queue if you ask me I was reading about the 19th century last night uh, and like the East India Company and the Manhattan Company and things like that and I'm wondering when Amazon is going to be a parallel to that and have its own A country and B army because it only seems like a matter of time to me
4: Bezos is swole now as well so he could definitely <laughs> he personally he could have an army
3: he very is and does rock that G, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean we, we all use Amazon right yep. Yeah. yeah yeah,
5: bought some books there. Feel bad about it. Yeah, I bought a book the other use day. You books, They're also very cheap, and the delivery's a little bit longer, but it's cheap, uh, about as cheap as Amazon. I've been looking at alternatives, but probably those will also dwindle in time as well because Amazon is able to undercut everyone so much. Yeah, like, yeah. I really
4: don't, like. I, I do like going to bookshops though. <laughs> so yeah, that, that won't last. There's alternatives.
2: So Although, um, is it Foils just got bought by? What's the big one? Waterstone? Did it really? Yeah. yeah, which could well, it could be good for foils, actually. Yeah, um, I do like that, foils. Because the, the people Road. that run, if it is Waterstones, I think it's Waterstones, uh, have historically been quite respectful to indie companies and hopefully will run it well and give it more power. I actually do only use Amazon <laughs> to buy books, now I think about it. Yeah. And books, look it up, it's good. Yeah. I only know about them through Amazon.
3: Actually, really? ta- Tamlin, didn't you use Amazon to get a... PlayStation Four delivered to here in under two hours.
5: <laughs> yes, it did. And <laughs> nice. I thought it was a marvel of technology. It was. Uh...
3: So the services that it provides, like you say, you're not you're not against them. It's the.
5: Well, I kind of am actually hypocritically because there's this sort of invisible thing you don't see. Like it was amazing that it got to me in under two hours, but the quotas that must be that must be in place at these fulfillment centers, like call yeah. the warehouses, yeah. and then the drivers as well, who aren't necessarily who, who are contracted through Amazon, like are having terrible time as well. So um i feel like a bastard
2: for having ever used it part of me puritanically also feels like we should suffer in order to have things like at the very least we should have to walk to a shop or wait a day they seem like the absolute baseline of what should be required to get a sophisticated gaming system but no two hours to your <laughs> desk would you enjoy your hours. game more if you'd had to walk somewhere for it i actually think genuinely yes yeah um yeah, but that stems back to... This coming from a man
3: who kid. wanted to take his Xbox to Las Vegas because he thought there'd be nothing to do.
2: <laughs> you've, you've been telling that anecdote for a long time.
3: And we move on, thank you, for binning Amazon, Tamlin McGee, to a similar vein uh, of your next topic. Oh, it was a clever
2: segue. Well done, yeah. Henry. Yeah, uh, I, so I, I sort of generally don't like free things, but specifically... <laughs> I don't, don't like but, free or fun? I <laughs> I don't, well, I don't like free fun. That's the worst combination. What, I don't do you, like free games. Um, and I think premium like apps. Yeah, so um, so uh, as as well, games I go, <laughs> I guess you need to buy it on on, on, that, <laughs> on that front. From Amazon, <laughs> you know, you remember from you remember Spin the Bottle from <laughs> when you were a teenager. Um, <laughs> yeah. A company tried to make a paid for version of Spin the Bottle where there was like a plastic bottle on a little battery powered. Oh. And that's like I hate that. But uh, <laughs> it's probably an app for it. It's probably a freemium... Almost yeah. certainly, actually. Um, but I, I only really play uh, iOS games. And and there's a lot of uh, innovation in there, but it's been completely ruined by the existence of freemium. Wait, so uh, you so you play
3: games that you will like, pay a, an upfront one-off cost for?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes play freemium games to see if they're any good. Um, and they are tempting because they are free. Um, but they're always, or almost always, unutterable shit they are always um, bad but i mean structurally unutterably unutterable yeah. shit i they they are motivated to be shit it's in their uh it's in their business model that they have to be shit otherwise they won't make money because um, they they put up obstacles, so they they will say, "Oh, it's free to download, it's free to start playing." They'll they'll be uh, user friendly just long enough to get you invested in it emotionally or whatever, and then they will start saying, "Right, for now, before you get your next car or your next goblin or whatever the hell, um, you have to wait eight hours." And you go, "What?" And at Barbie, you can buy some uh, gemstones in order to not have to wait the eight hours, and it's all built around the most um, horrible psychological skinner box type uh, principles and because these companies you know and you could you could say well I won't do that but because free games exist people don't buy games that cost 20 pounds which yeah. you know when I was playing SNES games when I was a kid you would pay 30 pounds that would be a standard price yeah. for that's, a SNES game
3: PlayStation games and it's cost. still
2: standard for, yeah for PlayStation whatever um, <laughs> and PC games like 20 quid but in iOS, all mobile games, the standard is now, like, one ninety nine is genuinely considered premium, yeah, which is absolutely mad. It's and crazy, they cannot man. sustain themselves like Do you remember that.
4: remember when Kim Kardashian brought out an iOS game? Um, no. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it basically made... Um, I think it made a million in first week for her alone, and it was freemium premium game, because you would just pay for add-ons and extra dresses yeah. and stuff. It's just that the mm-hmm. psychology
3: of paying for apps is strange, isn't it? Because some people do you, you buy games like you would have paid whatever it was when it launched like seven ninety nine for Super Mario Run or something but then the other day someone was asking me oh what's the best podcast app which is one of my mates and I said oh this, it's called Pocket Cast it's great but I was like oh you have to pay you have to it's a one-off payment it's like two ninety nine and they're like no not doing that but I was like exactly yeah but yeah, if you yeah. you just asked me what the best one was it's three pounds you just spent six pounds on a pint <laughs> yeah. yeah like and this this will last forever as a one-off payment and like people why is that do you think the psychology of not paying three quid for something that you genuinely use every day because we've really
4: got
5: used to free apps yeah free services is this because
3: people don't realize that which has come to light in the past couple of years that that was at the massive expense of our data
5: yeah but i I think there's a there must be another reason as well like i've read numerous studies that show that the biggest like pirates of content are also the biggest spenders of content on content okay so people will pirate music or whatever and then what they like they'll go and buy the vinyl which is like 20 quid so i'm not sure why what the difference is between, like, the whole app economy and why people are refusing to pay for £2 stuff. Like, if you like it, maybe, like, Trials is the way to go. I don't know. I got
4: massively (laughs) addicted to a freemium game the other day. Called what? Uh, Golf
3: Clash. Oh, someone told me that was good. It's, like, genuinely
4: (laughs) really, really good. And I was was addicted to it for about a month. All right,
2: this this can be our case
4: study then. So how did it make money? So it made money on, like, you could... Basically, if you won a match against... You played against a person online in like a very quick fire golf light hole and then whoever wins gets the reward. Um And then to unlock that reward, you would have to wait eight hours. But if you wanted to unlock it quicker, you would have to pay.
3: Can you pay with the rewards from the game or do you actually yes, have to pay? Yes, but then right. you can
4: buy extra ones if you run out Right for real money.
3: Because I mean, obviously... Which I never did. Yeah.
4: But that's obviously how they made money Um because I had the patience just to leave it for a day or whatever but i can see how they make a lot of money and the the way that it was clever is it was a well-made good game and the the good design of it was that it 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 hooked you before you realized that you were going to spend any money so they give you lots of coins to start with then you play your first few games and you win it's really fun and then you just want to keep playing but then you realize that you quickly run out of coins so then you want to pay for more and that's how they get you they hook you first and then they Bring
2: the cost. Do you remember arcades? Like drugs.
4: Are
2: you... Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, like drugs. Do you guys remember the arcades? Are you guys old enough to have yeah, gone down yeah, the arcade, yeah, and yeah. put tempies in? Those games were always designed, and we always remember those games have been amazing, but they weren't. They were awful. You go into time crisis. Time crisis is good. the one I was thinking right. you of. So, yeah. oh, you How, so young. House of the Dead was oh evil. God, that was yeah. I know you are
3: talking about like bloody Pong and Donkey Kong and stuff. Yes, but um, <laughs> yes, a
2: House a House of the Dead is a good example because it became impossible at a certain point, and it was actually. So in my, in my uh, university common room, there was House of the Dead and next to it was a quiz game, um, which at a certain point would just decide you were going to lose the money. And it would start doing questions like, uh, St Pancras Station is 612 centimetres yeah, taller like than it, you it, know, it would be something completely impossible to get and they just decide you'd lose. But actually, House of the Dead was almost the same because that's at a it, certain point it was just impossible. That's
4: what it boxes in pubs do, don't they? You play yeah. pointless and you get to the end and then at the end the person will always get pointless and it's like, oh, great. <laughs>
3: But I agree with you, I would uh, I would bin freemium games I hate the idea, I'd rather just pay for a game It's weird that you would have to just keep paying for something forever You could end up spending yeah. hundreds of pounds But
2: also, think you need well. to support mm. The people that made it Otherwise those people will not be able to support themselves And they won't make any more, it's it's self-interest as well Yeah. Like a lot of the people that make games that I love <clears> No longer make games Because they didn't make any money It's like, try and think about the standard of the stuff that's been made It's simple
3: Would you both bin it as well?
2: Yeah, binning. Yeah. Cool, the
3: first unanimous binning. That
2: would have to include, what was it called? Golf Clash. Yeah, no, I've already
4: stopped playing it because it annoyed me. So. Well, basically I stopped winning.
3: So. <laughs> um, Scott, Yeah. what's the second uh, of your binnable offences?
4: This is where we're going to lose all our listeners, isn't it? Because I'm going to talk about something really, <laughs> really boring IT. That's good. That's why you want to bin it. What it's, it? Basically, um, there's just been... There's a lot of buzzwords in i t and big technology, but um there's been one that has grown into ubiquity in the last year or so, and it's called digital transformation
3: what is that
4: it, it's that is the problem it's it's nothing okay. it means nothing. it is used to describe everything
3: so is this in conjunction with mobilizing the workforce
4: tech companies basically tech companies basically say, oh we're going to help you with your digital transformation so that you can adapt to digital like being like because uber is going to come and eat your lunch so you need to digital (laughs) do you need to digitally transform which means you need to spend billions of dollars with us to help you do that so what's an
3: example of what they mean by that migrating (sighs) systems or like can you even do it without speaking in corporate buzzwords i mean there are real
4: examples but they're like
3: not many of
4: them so someone like walmart who we mentioned earlier has now basically built up a amazon ish website Okay. Where you can get very quick access to their products, and that is a digital transformation for them. It's them moving away from their old world of <coughs> big box stores to the new world of e-commerce. Yeah, and they'd spend millions doing that in terms of building up the infrastructure required. Um, but the problem is now it's just used as an absolute catch-all for every single kind of tech project, and it means nothing. And I've even seen it on like billboards and like ads in like airports now because it's just it's just used everywhere, and it's just like a dog whistle for like people who have tech budgets to be like you're going to fall behind if you don't get on board with this ridiculous thing that we've made up
5: it's extortion yeah yeah it's like your extortion it is
4: yeah it's like (laughs) if you don't know what if you don't know what digital transformation is or what your digital transformation is then you're going to fall behind and your company's going to fail and your kids are going to be hungry
3: so it's like like a it's like a wankier version of evolve or die
4: yeah basically it's like the the modern version of that and i'm guessing that technology Marketing is always in some way lent on this kind
3: of idea. Spend money with us.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Is it more annoying because there is a kernel of truth to it, like the Walmart thing you just said, but it's just being abstracted into this bloated (laughs) nonsense. Used by everyone.
4: Absolutely everyone now mentions it in some way. Anytime I have a conversation with anyone, or go to any conference especially, that's the worst, is it just comes up over and over again.
5: Have you ever caught yourself saying it? Because I have once or twice. I'm sure I've written it. I'm sure
4: I've written it, and I... Will be disgusted with myself.
2: <laughs> do you think that a company could not do it though? Do you think hundred percent like a... you could just
4: apply a little bit of imagination and like not call it digital transformation? No, I didn't
2: mean not use the phrase. I meant for a company in the broadest sense to not transform digitally to Yeah, so I want to bend the buzzword, but not the concept. Not the concept.
3: But is the concept one of like complete overhaul, or is it like just change that? You can do both.
5: You so, can definitely do both. Okay, that's annoying. <laughs> I guess that's the thing,
4: isn't it? It yeah. means it's so ambiguous. Exactly. Right. If you're Ford, you don't have to overnight bin your entire car making organisation so that you basically become a rival to Uber. But you probably do need to find a way to adapt to people's different car ownership needs, okay. which now are more flexible or or timeless. So it's more like, like it's
3: the that. it's it's like the concept of changing your business without just, actually ever just, naming what that is. But it's just is.
4: business. Like business, you've always <laughs> had to adapt or you're going to get like disrupted.
3: So it just means disrupted. Work. It goes back to
4: Kodak, doesn't it? Like, yeah. And now it's just got this horrible, annoying buzzword hung around it and I have to live with it every day so I wanted to rant about it.
3: No, well ranted. Would you guys bin that?
2: I still don't really know what it means. So yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: bin it. Um, good. Good That's rant. That's it. Done. The last thing I would, uh, this is the final thing, uh, I, I would bin... Um, tech leaks so when it's a difficult thing to bin because they're leaks yeah they <laughs> but leak we're in the out, week we're in the week of uh yeah, was, <laughs> you need a you need a watertight uh, <laughs> container for those things room 101's pretty watertight um so but we're in the, we're the day before as we record the uh the new iphone launch and we will talk specifically more about that in the pod um coming up hopefully thursday or friday um but just the fact that when like when the first iphone came out no one no one knew what Steve Jobs was going to announce. They might have been like, it's going to be a phone of some sort. They might do a phone. But the fact that we had no idea what it would look like, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, what is it, 11 years on? We basically know exactly what's going to happen. And it's not just Apple. It's for every kind of tech product. And again, slightly hypocritical because TechVisor and Macworld, we get a lot of traffic by publishing rumor stories, looking through the internet, combing out what we think is rubbish and what is probably genuine. But there's three iPhones coming out tomorrow, and we basically know everything about them. And it's, it's a shame that we don't get to journalistically react with, like, surprise and sort of immediate um, criticism of certain things, specifically with products. Just, I know I'm being quite, like, this is quite specific to my job.
4: It's a little bit inside baseball, isn't it? But the thing is, like, leaks for... Me and Tamlin might be a good thing because it might be like an internal memo that shows that like Facebook are doing horrible things.
3: So this is this is better, yeah, for B two B. Like if you basically if you get a scoop or uncover a story, yeah, leaks or something, are great. Like, whereas generally. this this is a form of leak where everyone gets it. One person might get it first, but it's just kind of this. We'll, we'll still credit the person who saw it first, but then everyone covers it, and all the news is the same. I'm and quite just, cynical as all well. All opinion is just kind of flat. We just have to report this phone. That someone's taken a picture of.
5: I was going to say, do you, do you reckon it's such a popular model to create hype that it's possibly orchestrated now, or at least allowed yeah. to happen? Yeah, and as that's the thing. Then you get the like conspiracies and stuff.
3: We're pretty. I'm pretty certain that Apple, that uh, guy that left the iPhone four in a bar, I'm pretty sure he was immediately fired. And like they, because the, somebody gave it to Gizmodo. That was like, like 2010 or something. Yeah. But Apple like raided his flat. Um, but yeah, like the Pixel three XL, which is probably out next month, that's leaked really far in advance and some people on the internet being like oh maybe they're doing it on purpose to get like uh I, I personally don't believe that but other companies who need more press might well do that it's a travesty
4: like, that we won't all get to enjoy the big reveal of the pixel 3
3: in real time damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> is there... i know this is specific to my nerdy uh um yeah i know i
2: do share this feeling with you henry but i wonder if there is an element of us both wishing we had uh, more serious jobs <laughs> because if, we were, just think that, if like, we were journalists in another field we might you know yeah. be reporting on a, a, I know this a, is specific a, to like products something.
3: and stuff but like just like that that basically because I have I'm very privileged to have this job and I love it but the one thing that it has spoiled for me is stuff like you know getting a new phone or like seeing something for the first time like I see it I've, I've got like seen so many and reviewed so many that now I'm just like eh. whereas like my friend was asking for phone advice the other day and she was like I'm so excited to get this I was like oh, yeah I like so did I. I used to be really excited to buy stuff and get stuff. It's basically spoilers. Yeah, just spoilers for tech. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could just like all find out at the same time and react to it with like an actual opinion, whereas now we're just gonna be like, as we suspected, the iPhone XS will come out. It's got this camera, like we thought, and like.
5: And going back to the echo chamber as well, the tech press—not us, because we do features mostly—but mm. um, the people who do news, they are as soon as there's a leak, they are trying to find new ways or hot takes to cover it, aren't they? Yeah. And it's like.
3: And I think just the oversaturation genuine, of all it? this stuff, yeah, and the leaks just mean everyone, probably us, we probably just report the same thing without much thought into what is even what we're even doing and why.
5: I, yeah. just, I think it's kind With of a, the existential dread that was not alleviated yeah. by the Denny's. Yeah, I'm staring deep into that <laughs> I need Processed packets. Cream. We come full circle.
3: So that's what I've been. a Bit specific, but that's our eight binable things. Room one hundred one is bursting, full. bursting at the seams. Elon Musk.
2: Remember in the program they used to not always let things in but we've I th- one one yeah I forgot that rule I,
3: I thought halfway through maybe uh, yeah I could have just not put them all in but to be honest I'm looking at this list I've probably been it all did buy a book off Amazon the other day I've used an Apple Watch I'm on Twitter <laughs> I write about tech leaks i probably Enjoy played pancakes. a freemium game <laughs> I haven't uh, digitally transformed though, so no. maybe I wouldn't have put that one in just to piss you off. I think but. you
2: have, I think that's what you're describing just now, that you've changed from the I'm wide-eyed innocent who didn't <laughs> know about tech leaks, now you've digitally transformed into... Oh uh, Analog Henry, we miss it. <laughs> Analog Henry, good nickname. Yeah, it got
3: charged me every night. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That was uh, Ep 101. We'll be back to a slightly more normal. It will be an Apple special next time. Hopefully, we'll get David Price back in to chat about the iPhones we've already seen online. Uh, but thanks <laughs> for tuning in. Uh, that was your Room 101 episode. Thanks, guys, and see you next time. Cheers.
1: Bye bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?